Hello, hello, and welcome back to episode 32 of Valley of the Sun, Sunday Scaries. I'm your host, as always, Sean Nickel, coming at you from the beautiful Phoenix, Arizona. On today's episode, I have a friend from college. Her name is Anna Savaggio. Um, when I was in college, I actually ran for student government as the president, and I won, and Anna was actually my vice president. And so we got to work very closely together, and we were in a ton of student organizations together, uh, like orientation, student government. Uh, my senior year when I was in Greek life, I'm even repping. My, uh, my Fiji boys today, and uh, Anna was uh, is was in a sorority as well, and so we worked closely together for a very long time, and obviously after college, we both went our different ways, and uh, it just so happened that the other day, I saw a Instagram story from her where I could clearly tell she was going through a quarter-life crisis just by some of the words that she was using. I reached out to her. I said, it'd be amazing to have you on the podcast. She agreed, and here we are. So without further ado, I'm going to bring out Anna to tell her story, and I'll let her take it from here. I have Anna Savaggio on the whole right now on the old podcast super excited to get to chat with her we were best friends in, in college we worked really closely there she was actually my vice president when i was the president of the university there people forget that i was the president i try to remind them as much as i possibly can uh but i want to turn it over to you anna because you've been doing some really cool things since college and i want to kind of see what your journey has been since you graduated awesome yeah thank you so much for having me on that's so funny that you say that because i like was kind of telling people about i was doing this and i almost forgot that you know you were the president i was your- <laughs> that together that was huge and that was such a great experience it was, it was so much fun it was one of the things that got me my first job because my first job I was working with my sorority, Alpha Z Delta. Oh, nice. And it was as a leadership coach. And so I was like the Midwest and Northeast person. And I went to 42 colleges in one year. 42? Training. Mm-hmm. It was so cool. I, it was mostly uh, Strengths Quest. All about that. It was one-on-ones. It was as a group. It was personality assessments, like leadership development as a whole chapter, as an executive board, individual. So it was, it was really cool. It was so fulfilling. I was saying it was my dream job because I really loved the traveling aspect, the development aspect, meeting people. You know, all the conversations were really. Fulfilling. And it's like you never left college. Like you just went from college yeah. to still do college. Like that's, that's the dream. Extended <laughs> college for sure. And you knew I was obsessed with like, the sorority you, life. You so. love, you love oh, college. Yeah. I was all about it. Yeah, I would have stayed like fifteen more oh, years they, if they let you. <laughs> yeah, and that's funny because like I really probably should have gone into higher ed because I would literally mm. love my life so much. Mm. But afterwards, like it was like okay, that was fun. But I was kind of lonely, like traveling all by yourself. Like that's tough. Ooh, it was a lot. It was going somewhere new every week. Like I was taking public transportation. I was in New York, DC, Philly. I took all the metros. I took all the trains. I drove across from Philadelphia all the way to Pittsburgh once. Like it was You're a cool. public transit expert. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and so also a lot of street smarts came from this job because I was kind of a little ditzy in college, you know, kind of. No, you? No, no but, way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So definitely talk, like grow up a little bit and like look out for yourself, like be a little smarter and mm. figure things out. So that was really cool. And then it was like, all right, that was kind of lonely, but it was still cool. What can I go, like, what can I do from here? And so my family really wanted me to come home because they were like, you've been gone for a whole year and you've been gone four years for college, like five years away from home. You got to come back. And at the time I was single too. So they're like, you're 23. Like you got to get married soon. <laughs> like, okay guys, like, you know, chill out. Um, but yeah, so I came home and first job I applied for was the staffing agency. I did mm. that for a year, hated my life. Uh, it was so stressful. What were you doing specifically there? Like what was like, what was your focus on? Were you just staffing people? 
Yep, I was staffing in manufacturing, um, like production facilities. It just wasn't a Did good Did you go to school for like, like any sort of recruiting or anything? Or you were just like, hey, you know, I was a recruiter. I was a great recruiter for my sorority. I'm, yeah. I'll just recruit for other companies. Is Pretty that kind much. of your thought? Okay. I studied sales and marketing. And so Western sales pro- program is one of the, the best. And so their corporate like recruiters really search for mm. people from Western in that degree specifically. And it is a great fit for a lot of people. Like a lot of people have great success there because there's so many different uh, like avenues and like career paths and stuff that you can take. But it just wasn't for me. Like I was working like a dog. I was working mm. really hard. It wasn't a lot of fun, um, but I did love the people there. And so that was like really hard to like leave that job. But being 24, I was like, eh, it wasn't it. I spent a year there. Like, let me find something else. Mm. So um, I kind of resigned without having anything lined up. I love and it. The family was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm living at home. It's you said you, you said you wanted me back here. Here I yeah. am full time. Like here I am. And so like, I had like two months off living at home, doing nothing, not working, but it was fun. It was a great time. It was cool. A nice little vacation. And then, uh, got LinkedIn recruited to start this new program. And it was kind of sold as like a rotational management training program. It's, um, for this rapidly growing mortgage company, you know, we need lots of great people. Mm. And so if you come into this, you rotate through the company, we'll help you find like what position you want. It sounds at. sweet. I mean, that sounds, yeah, sounds, sounds cool. so cool, especially not really knowing what I wanted to do at that point. I was like, I have a business degree, but not sure where to go from here. That sounds awesome. So it really was awesome because the whole year you spent rotating through the company at that point, the company only had like 1500 people. So it was still pretty tight knit and close. And there was like 16 departments that I went through. So it was like three or four or five weeks in each department. Mm. And so you meet a ton of people, you learn all about the process because that's like what our company sells. Our process Mm -hmm. is awesome. Like people love our speed, our technology, our process. Like that's what it's all about. So the more you can learn about that, then you can be a great fit in like Mm. a leader position down the line because you understand mortgages and the process. Right, where all the pieces are. And like, I think the networking was probably the biggest piece because you meet so many people. And so like after the year, I got placed in a position um, to be in leadership and run a whole like division, basically. It was only eight people grew to like 25 in like a year. It was insane. I've been with the company, it's four years like this week. Wow, nice. Five positions, so just kind of all over, yeah. And, and here you are getting married next year, hopefully pending crazy pandemics and stuff like I'm that. It anyway, I'm walking <laughs> down that aisle. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, congratulations there. So you've been up to a lot, which is, which is cool. And you've got to see a lot of different perspectives in terms of, of business and stuff like that. The reason that I reached out to you is because I saw an Instagram post from you and I've, I have like this sense now of like when people are going through the quarter life, like I, I have a sense now. And so I was thinking a lot about just you and, and our relationship that when we had in college and I just, I just know you as a person. So I'm going I'm to see if I can peg you here. Okay. So I feel like you were a very successful person in college, just like me. We were very, we were very driven. We were like involved in everything. We climbed to the top of everything we possibly could because that's just who we were, right? And we graduate and we, we find a role or we think it was a career, right? And we start growing up that ladder too. And because we're who we are, we naturally keep going up and up and up. And from the outside looking in, everybody thinks you're successful, you're living the life, things are great. I just have a feeling that in your own head, you are just not, you're not, there's a piece that is missing, whether it's fulfillment or purpose. And and it's just, I don't know what it is, but it's hard for people to explain unless they're currently living it. And so am I right? Is that where your head's at? Like, I'm just, I'm just, I'm going off of one Instagram post that I saw of yours. (laughs) Yeah, it's so true. So the Instagram post, I think said like, 
you ever feel like you're just stuck and like not you're not doing what you're meant to do or you mm. just don't have the purpose that you're looking for and that's it's totally exactly true because i just feel like so we have similar backgrounds too like we were in sports from a really yep. young age i was in dance at the same dance studio with the same people from like kindergarten all the way to senior year so mm. it was like i had this like this one hobby this one avenue this that i also just climbed the ladder in in the same way you become a leader you become a captain you become whatever it is and so you have that same structure and you're like seeing it and you're feeling it and you just keep that going but then you like start this job and it's like that's kind of what it is you know and even though it's going well and you're crushing it and things are great it's still like but why am I doing this like what is the point Mm, it's just not there and I just don't feel it and I think like I've been reflecting a lot on what you know jobs or positions or or hobbies I've had that have been the most fulfilling and it's like I feel like I'm missing like that community like those people Mm. you know you grow up and it's like you have this community of people that you're with and then you go to college and it's this whole new community and you're all in it together and it's this like journey that you're going through right and then you go to this company and it's like you know they try to make it a community and they try to make it about the culture and the people and who it is but when it's like rapidly growing and rapidly Mm. expanding it's like fizzles and there's just so much going on you know what I mean so and that just happens and that's and that's happens to every big company. Like, cause I, everyone at every company that I've ever heard or talked to, they always were like, well, this is how it used to be. It used to be so good. And that's what everyone always says. And I mean, that's, you're always looking through rose colored glasses for sure. Yeah. But, but you are, but you are right where like you thrive when that, when it's that small tight knit community versus yeah. here I am in this huge bureaucracy almost. And there's hundreds and you know, sometimes thousands of people and, yeah. you know, yeah, you can make a bigger community, but, you know, it's just not, it's just not fulfillment. So, you know, we were in student government. That was yeah. one. Um, orientation. That was another. Yeah. The sorority, like the fraternity life. The, those are just these huge, like hardcore, like tight knit communities that you build these like awesome relationships and like this purpose and passion with, right? And you're doing it together. And like, they're calling on you or me to be the leader and like guide us towards like what we're trying to accomplish here. We have a very clear mission and it's Mm. like, all right, I know how to absolutely execute and crush this. You know what I mean? And I did that in a lot of things. I mean, orientation was one of the best summers of my life. And then the sorority, it was like, I started all these philanthropy events and started the very first, you know, whatever, Z-Man or whatever. Like it's that kind of really cool, like, mission purpose goal thing with that group like that tight community i just feel like you know maybe i'm kind of missing that i'm missing like that tight team of people like who's looking out for me like Mm. who's my who's in my corner you know who's who's my people and so i'm like with covid and everything like that was a whole other level because now everyone's going home and so there's just a huge shift now you now now your community is like it's still like your parents your fans like it's (laughs) like just you me and my fiance like Hey man, like how's it going? <laughs> Wanna have lunch together today? Hi. Let's go for a walk. Okay, cool. Like, yeah. And then it's like my mom, like, why aren't you coming to see me? I'm like, well, there's a global pandemic going on. She's like, we have to go for two weeks. I'm like, I'm not supposed to leave the house. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I've been calling you. Like, it's so not good. Yeah. I mean, and then I, when I saw that post, I was like, this is somebody who I can have on who I love and I know that they'll, they'll bring some good value for sure. So it's an easy segue for me. You've obviously seen the podcast I've been putting out. You've seen all the posts, you know, we've talked about it a little bit on the side here and there. So the quarter life crisis, what's your definition of it? What are your thoughts on it? Just take it away. Yeah. You've, you've been killing it. I love the people that you've had on. I mean, some of my favorite people ever, <laughs> a lot of really valuable information. So I appreciate everything you're bringing and like, you know, presenting to everybody. So um, I've been like trying to think and take some notes and like really, uh, 
you know, think about what it is for me. And I do think it has a lot to do with like easy comparisons too. So like everyone's on their own journey. It's so easy to say like, I'm doing my thing, you're doing yours. But at the end of the day, we're all like comparing ourselves to each other so much. And I think that can be really toxic, right? Mm. We're all on social media. Like I'm one that I have my phone glued to my hand. I'm really lucky to have really good friends that like bring me down to earth a little bit. Like, mm. you know, I get sucked up into like, oh, this person's doing this or this person's doing that. Or like, I need to do something different. I'm not skinny enough. I'm not working out enough, whatever it may be. And then you get with your friends and they're like, oh, I've been struggling with stress. I've been having so much anxiety through this. And like, oh, I've been criticizing myself so much and so I'm like oh my god me too and when you actually meet the person and have the conversations we're all on the same page but like you know we're all just in this only kind of bubble especially right now it's like craziness is happening like how do I focus and like figure out what to do next and nobody really knows like how to control the situation because you can't so you really have to like focus on controlling what you can control and not you know thinking that everyone else is having such an easy time with it because nobody is and mm. nobody's you know, everyone's in a different spot and everyone's trying to figure it out for themselves. So I think it's a lot of that. Like you have to market yourself and present yourself a certain way, which I can do, but I just don't like it because it feels like inauthentic. Right. Not genuine. Completely. Yeah. Um, and then another thing for me with the quarter life crisis is like right now in adulthood, I feel like people are telling me to be a master of one thing, like focus on one thing, go down that one path, like figure out what you're good at and do it. And I've always kind of been more of a jack of all trades. Like I just like doing a lot of things and having a lot of passions, having a lot of skills. And people are telling me that I can't get as far. I can't be as successful if I have all these different paths that I like, you know? And, and I think, but I think so. And, and that's a good thing to just kind of poke in on real quick, because I think that that was probably true though. 15, 20, 30 years ago. Like, you know what I mean? Like before the internet came along and really just blew up how you could communicate and what you could do. I feel like people were like, you have to have one thing and just go after it. Uh, but now like with the power of internet, you can make four websites, have four different businesses and do whatever you wanted to. Like the last week I had my friend Tim Hewer on and he was talking to someone who was like offended because a question that was always asked of children is what do you want to be when you grow up? And it only allows the child to answer with one thing. And that's how people have thought for so long. But in reality, it's like, you can be like an artist and a banker and a paint. You can be, you can be all yeah. this stuff and not, but like, and it's accepted now where it's like, you'll see anybody these days are like, Hey, I'm, I do these three things. It's no longer like, I just, Hey, I'm a banker. You know, it's like, I'm a banker, but I also do this, 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 this. So it's like, that is tough when people are constantly telling you you have to pick one thing and specialize in it. Cause then you kind of lose passion in that one thing. What are you going to do after then? Like after that? And that's me too. So like, as a kid, I said, I wanted to be a teacher. I want to be a doctor. I want to be an architect, I wanted to, like be a mom. Like I wanted to be a dog walker. Like I wanted every single job under the sun. And so like, now I'm an adult and I totally do want to be like a banker and like help people with personal finance, but also like plan people's weddings and like birthday parties, and like do whatever, like mm. also walk people's dogs, like whatever yeah. you need, like I'll do it. You know what I mean? So I'm like kind of thinking like, how do I touch into all those things? Cause I feel like just, I like having that flexibility. I loved in college when you could have your studies that you're focused on, you know, you went to class and everything, but you could have three or four different jobs or clubs mm. or projects or whatever. I love that. I thrived in that. That's what I need to get back to. Right. I need to get back to where I can have all those different, like, like my tentacles and different things and feel that like excitement and joy and everything from all those different avenues. Like I need to get back to that. So how do you get back to that? If you're someone out there that's feeling the same way, like, what do we do? Like, what do we do? Like, I don't, I don't know. Well, I think like you do have to find, like we were mentioning before, 
find something that you can do maybe from home or find something that you can do in a corporate environment that allows you to still have a really great work-life balance and be able to do other things too. Mm -hmm. Like I need a schedule that allows me to do 30 to 40 hours a week, not 50, 60, 70, because I really like to do other things too. And like COVID really changed my mind on a lot of things. Like I can work from home. I can still be very productive in a Did you ever think you, did you, you like working from home? I did. I really did like it. Did you ever think you would like it? No. Oh no. I was the same way. I was like, there's no way, even if you let me work from home that I would work from home. I was oh, like, I won't do it. I need the people. I need the relationship. Yes. I, I was a week and a half in. I was like, this is incredible. Like I'm, this is incredible. I'm wearing pajamas every, like this is amazing. Yeah. Or, or, okay. So the first month I was like panic mode and I was like drinking every day and like not getting, <laughs> but then like the next month I was getting up early and like exercising and then making myself breakfast. And then I would sign in and do some work and like have great conversations. And then at lunch I would make myself something and then go for another walk and then like put on a TV show, get back to work. Like I had all this awesome stuff going on. I'm like, I've been missing this. Like I haven't been able to like because I got up, I got ready, I went to work. And you drove and, you, and there's, a, there's a commute. Yeah. And that was it. And it was like working at home, I had so much more opportunity to do fun things. That's so funny. I was the same way. I was in a training, I was drawing and I was like doing things with like freaking markers and grants. Like that was fun for me. And I like was like, dang, I can't do that at work because I have to be like focused and I can't be doing anything else mm. like that. You know, and even me, like with my phone glued to my hand in a corporate environment, they don't want you on your phone. They don't want you looking on your phone, talking to people, doing anything. And like for me working from home, I still got all my work done and could like answer my grandma's call real quick or like text my dad back or like do whatever I had to do. Or, like, like my friend sent me something. Okay, cool. Like I could do everything and not feel any sort of guilt or anything because I still got everything done that I wanted to and more. So I was like, dang, this is really awesome that I can have all that at the same time. I know. I, yeah. I, that's, that's, that's the, that's the craziest thing that came out of the whole COVID thing for me was I really thought, and I went, man, I, I was with my, I've been with the company for seven years now. And I went up until COVID, I, I had worked one day from home and it was a half day because I had to do like a doctor's appointment. And I was like, I never thought I was like, I will not be the person that works from home. Like, I'll be the, like, I'll be the last one in this office when, until the office shuts down. And now I'm like, I might never go back into, the, I might never do it. Like, and maybe it's because our generation grew up and maybe the year, the generation after us might be a little bit even better at this, but we kind of grew up with like FaceTime and Skype and stuff like that. So like we're used to communicating like this and mm -hmm. the people before us were like, they never had that opportunity. So maybe it's part of that where I'm like, I'm not losing any connection with my friends or family. Cause I'm still, I'm in every group chat and like all, so it's like, it's weird, but you're right. The, 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 the amount of stuff that I accomplish every single day is so much more now that I work. For yeah. And I think I just like the flexibility and like, then I can actually still do so much and yeah, I love it. The thing I hate too about kind of older generations telling us like, you have to make sacrifices to be happy. You have to give up things. You don't. Sorry, like you gotta, but then I also, I don't like when people say you can have it all because I think that's kind of fake too. Yeah. Like I don't think you have to have it all. I don't think you have to have this amazing career in this house and this job and this kids and everything. Like it's okay to not have it all. Like you can totally be happy with just like having a couple, you know what I mean? But then yeah. you also don't have to sacrifice happiness to be successful, which I feel like my parents have said, you can't have fun with your friends and you can't go away for the weekend because you can't miss work. And like, yeah, you know, it's crazy. It's just like, a crazy change. I don't know when it started, when it happened, but yeah, it's like a crazy shift in mindset of like, now what's crazy too. And, and you being around, cause I think your company is, you have a more younger demographic of people that work there. Right. So same as me, right? Now it's at the point where people are like, well, we actually don't even want to work or make money. We'd rather just have this one, this day off. And you're like, what do you mean? Like, we're going to do some sale where like, we're going to get paid double. They're like, ah, 
I'd rather go to the lake. I'd rather have go day. Like yeah. I'd rather have four hours off. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's crazy to think too. I'm like, cause like I'm on the tail end of, Oh, a, a, a double commission day. Okay. I'll work my butt off. And then some people are like, ah, yeah, it's whatever. Uh, I'll just, yeah, oh, I'll just and I could see both sides too. Like I could see like, Hey, if you work on Saturday, we'll give you double time. It's like, okay, I'm probably going to do that. But then another time where they were like, if you do this, we'll give you four PTO hours. I was like, Ooh, I'd much rather do that. And it's, it's like, crazy. but I see both. And it's kind of this weird thing. Yeah, for sure. So, so let's say, so let's transition here. Okay. So you have the ability to go back in time and talk to yourself graduating college. What are some things you would tell Anna? What are some things you wish you would? And I don't live in a world where like I regret anything. So I don't think you need to be like, oh, I regret my life. Because like it wound up where you're at right now. You're very successful and you're engaged and married. So like you're doing okay. Um, but what are some things you wish you would have known? Um, or what are some things you wish you could tell yourself? Well, so I do kind of wish I would... I would say like stay in your own lane and focus on yourself. I do think it's like very important not to think about like what everybody else is doing or who went to grad school or who went to whatever and did something different. Like everyone just has a different journey. And I feel like I'm pretty confident in myself. I'm happy with myself and my life and everything. But I do say, oh, she went to pharmacy school. Like, why didn't I do that? Or like, she went to, you know, I don't know, whatever program. And like, she really likes it. Maybe I should have done that. And it's like, you don't have to do what everyone else is doing. You can do whatever you want to do, mm. you know? start there. And then also in college too, I think it was like, I did love being involved in so much. And it was, I, I do have a couple of regrets of like, not maybe being more invested in just one thing and like maybe taking it to a little higher of a level. Mm. But at the same time, I had so many opportunities, you know, like keep, keep your community. Like I said, like really find the people that are going to support you and be there to be a great support system. So you get, they got to be positive. They got to have the best interest for you in mind. They have to support like your goals and ambitions and then just continue to lift you up because um, what I'm learning in adult life is like, if things are just going to be hard, it just is that way. Like some things are just going to be thrown at you that you're just going to have to deal with no matter what you do. It's out of your control, you know, COVID-19 like, <laughs> global pandemic. <laughs> yeah. And then my dad is just kind of like, yay, this is not going to be the first obstacle. It's going to come in your way. You could do everything right. And you're going to have another obstacle. So like, don't think that everything has to be perfect all the time. Like hmm. things are just going to be hard. Sometimes you just got to deal with it. You know, like I always thought like, I'm going to be so good. I'm never going to have a hardship and I'm never going to be unhappy. That's unrealistic. Like, because, because you think early on you have control. Like you think like, well, I'll just work harder than everybody else or I'll do that. Right. You know what I mean? So you think that. Well, they did all this already naive. in high school and high school was so easy and everything was perfect. So like, I'll just keep doing that. Or even college, like it was damn near perfect. I had a great experience. I'll just keep doing that. When you get into the real world, it's like pretty different and it's not as much structure. That's, mm. I also miss that too of like, this is what school is and these are the grades and this is how it's graded and this is what you have to do. And oh, that's, I miss that too, where it's like, Hey, here, it's very clear cut. If you do this, this, and this, you will get an A. And I'm I like, love I love this. Give me a check. I'm good. And then you get to life. You're like, Hey, you could do this, this, and this, and you'll be a disaster anyway. Like you, it doesn't matter. I was a teacher's pet because I loved school and I loved the syllabus. And I loved a good, like, this is what we're going to do. It's like, yeah, sign me up. And like now in the real world, it's not really like that. That's why I think I liked sales because in sales, it is kind of like do this, this, and this and be there for your people. And you're going to see success. That's why I do like sales. And then it's a lot of your own control too, which mm -hmm. I like because it's, I like control, obviously. And right. to be a theme is like focusing on what you can do to, you know, excel. So yeah, don't try to be perfect. Know that everyone's going through like the same crap and that you're going to have hard times and like just stay focused and stay happy and stay positive and find people who are positive people. I think 
really like our company does preach a lot that negativity is like a cancer mm. and i've seen that so much like through everything through work through covid like you still have to try to be as positive as you can like stuff is gonna suck stuff is gonna be hard but like you've got to think the positive things you got to feed yourself positive things you can't like i don't watch the news anymore i just i can't do, can't it. do it i'm not into <laughs> it and i used to be super interested in politics i actually used to think i wanted to go into that too when i was Same. in high school I can't, I'm, I just can't watch it. I don't want to, I don't want the negativity. I don't want the extreme like division. Both sides, I yeah, I, I agree. And I just rather not. So I just focus on positive things, positive content, like your videos and good music and great TV shows and like good movies or documentaries. Like I'm reading books, mm. like anything that's positive that aligns with like what I want. That's what I want to focus on. I don't want all the extra crap. So before we get to the last question, where can we engage with you? Where, what, what social, you said your phone's glued to your hands. What, what socials we'll put them down at the bottom in case people have questions for you. Where, where do you interact with the most? I'm on LinkedIn every day because I'm always just looking at what people are posting and being in mortgages. Like you just kind of see what people are saying, what's going on and you follow the market and stuff like that. So LinkedIn for sure. And Instagram. I love Instagram. That's more personal and more fun. Um, and Facebook too. That's about nice. it. Cool. We'll put them down here. You'd be surprised people, people get questions not every now and then. So I yeah. think there's a lot of people that might be in the same spot as you where the super involved person in college and like, what do you do post-college? So my last question is this, okay. If, if like, let's start thinking long-term for Anna, what, what would be like your dream career, your dream company? Like what, what would it look like? Like, what would you be doing? Like, have you given any thought to kind of what you'd want to do for the rest of your life? Like focus around X? I have thought a lot about it and trying to like combined everything that I've done or like how can I get back to like what I've done in the past and I have kind of been thinking of maybe working for myself doing something entrepreneurial or even helping people to like build a business in a smaller community so I really like when it's five or ten or fifteen or even thirty people mm. you're really trying to build something I really like those like constructive environments when it's like what can we build together like I've always thrived when it's like starting from the bottom yeah. Kind of, like what is our vision and how do we go after it? Like, I'd really like to be a part of that. So like, that's what I like in our sales roles is like helping new companies to grow or to develop or to go into like the mortgage space as their own lender and, or whatever, or their own broker or something like that, but doing it more in a community aspect too. So I feel like when you have the, the knowledge of personal finance or even mortgage loans or just lending in general, like it can be a huge um, impact on people and on a community because really you are like building a community. And so I would love to do that where it's like more reaching out to people and individuals and schools or companies, whoever it is, and like giving them more information and knowledge on personal finance and mortgage lending. Like that would be something that would be really cool. Well, we're excited. Hopefully have you on down the road and we'll see the, the journey of Anna and, and where she goes and what she's doing. But uh, I wanted to personally thank you for, for coming on here and responding to my Instagram, <laughs> my Instagram comment and, uh, and getting you on. But uh, we appreciate having you. Yeah. Thank you so much. I really appreciate, you know, your friendship and your knowledge and just sharing everything that you're doing. So if there's ever anything you need, just let me know. I'll hit you up. Don't you worry. <laughs> thank you. Thank you again, Anna. I think the biggest thing that I take away is some people just need that tight knit, you know, community around them. And, and a lot of the organizations that we've been in, they're very small uh, organizations that are growing and are kind of in that startup culture. And so uh, I'm very much aligned with her where I feel so much better when I'm in a small group scenario versus a big, large corporation. But eventually a lot of these small groups eventually do become uh, large organizations. And it's kind of on the leadership and the people that are building these companies to make sure that it always still feels like that small, tight knit startup culture. And that's really hard to do. 
but some of the best companies to work for and some of the best companies in America, they're able to figure it out. So if everybody could take a page out of the Google's playbook and companies like that, we'd all be better for it. Next week, I'm actually heading out to Destin, Florida for my father-in-law's uh, birthday. And so it's the first time that I haven't been in Michigan or Arizona in a very long time. Um, so I'm not sure how the podcast is going to work. I'll figure it out. Uh, but uh, as I'm out there, I got to stay healthy and I got to stay distance. Uh, but for those of you watching, welcome to the Valley of the Sun.